In this episode of the Exploring Information Security Podcast, what's happening at DerbyCon 2018, part two. Welcome to the Exploring Information Security Podcast, where you will learn, explore, and grow your security mindset. I am your host, Timothy D. Block, and in this episode, we will be uh, continuing our conversation um, from DerbyCon 2018. I have Justin Nordeen, and I have uh, Josh Huff, and I have Micah Hoffman on to discuss a variety of different topics, OSINT, things like that. Um, really good really good discussion with these guys. Uh, again, thanks to the Hyatt for their use of their space, um, which I apologize for some of the audio quality on this one. Um, not up to my my standard, but we went ahead and decided to release it already because you can uh, you can hear voices. It's just the the background's a little bit noisier than than I would like. So again, I apologize for that. That's that's just me trying to um, uh, figure out some of the recording in uh, at conferences and kind of in person. So uh, still working through some things, but um, I think it's good to, to to record in person. You get a little bit more of a conversation feel. You're not having to worry about technical things as much uh, other than my audio equipment, which I, I apparently need to work on. Um, so there is that. This, of course, if you haven't listened to part one, I recommend going let, back and listen to part one. Although you could listen to these separately because part one just kind of abruptly ended uh, because I didn't have enough space on the uh, card for my audio recording equipment. Um, so this is kind of two separate things where we just, uh, as soon as I ripped off the other audio, I just kind of hit record and didn't tell them. <laughs> and we just uh, we just kind of went and started a, a conversation and, and, and a pretty good one. Um, so uh, with that, I'm actually going to, uh, I made the decision to kind of take a break from podcasting. I think the holidays are a good time to kind of wrap it up. Uh, it has become more difficult to record, not necessarily from a technical standpoint, but from a motivation standpoint, um, I feel like I'm trying to figure some stuff out. If you read my blog post, I've I've written about it, and one of the things I, I've I, I'm trying to figure out is is podcasting. Um, it it seems to be really hard to get into right off the bat, and um, so I'm kind of reevaluating the podcast. I I would like to continue it, but it, I think maybe I'm just burnt out. I I don't know. Um, so we'll kind of see where it goes from there. I don't think I'll entirely shut it down. Might go with a sporadic release. Um, you know, consistency is more about, uh, the week to week stuff is kind of growing the audience and having people come back. But, um, I don't, I like growing it, but I also am more into just an organic experience. I don't, you know, go out and, um, try to make money from this thing. Um, I have some people reaching out for sponsorships and they ask for like total downloads. And I'm like, I don't have that cause I don't track that. I don't, you know, this is just something I, and I enjoy doing. And that's kind of why I want to take a, take a step away to see if, you know, a month, uh, maybe even just weeks, uh, I, I start realizing and start getting the urge to record again. Um, I, I've been going pretty strong for the last, gosh, two, almost uh, two and a half years. I think the last time I took a break for like a month was when I was trying to uh, move and get settled into a new place because of a, of a job. So I, I, I think I need to take that um, approach here. So sorry for the long intro. I, I just kind of wanted to get that out. Let, let people know what's going on. Um, probably we'll put up a blog post at some point um, 
but yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at, uh, with the podcast. We'd love to keep it going, but we'll kind of see. Um, I'm just trying to kind of figure out some, some things, questioning the meaning of life. Maybe this is a midlife crisis. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, I'm at a really good place career wise. And, and so I feel very satisfied in that. And, um, I'm also, uh, on an, career advancement track and my place of employment, which means I'm taking on a lot more responsibility. So I just, I come home way more exhausted, um, just because my day is just filled with constant work. So I think, I don't know if some of that's it, but, um, like I said, we'll, we'll kind of see, I, I just think taking a break at this point, um, is, uh, is good. And we'll kind of see where that goes. So feedback, welcome timothy.dblock at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at Timothy D block, the website, timothydblock.com forward slash EIS. And so with that, uh, let's get right into it. I was able to work with the recruiters to give them some new things, some new techniques to find people. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's always people that are less experienced than us that will absolutely profit, uh, value, find value in well, that's that's why I like the podcast format because it's like it's more timeless, and that's what I wanted it to be. I didn't want to be the, you know, the talk about the latest news stuff, which pretty much just about everybody does. And there is like I love risky business because it, it's my, it's probably the only security podcast to listen to, because it 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 covers like the weekly the past week of like security news that it allows me to keep caught up with stuff. But my stuff is more talking about you know techniques and diving into a particular topic and I want it to be more timeless and that's what I hear from people is like one it's either people trying to get into the field that don't know where they want to go so there's a variety of topics they can just listen to on a week-to-week basis because I try to mix it up and then there's other people who know where they want to go and so they just listen in on those specific ones and get content from from that stuff. But I'm, I, but the people and I, I didn't want it to be a podcast about just um, um, new people. I wanted it to be the the CISO or the senior person that's like, I need to learn more about this topic or this this new technology that's coming out. Or like I did one GDPR on, you know, what are you supposed to do with GDPR? That is something that at the time it's it's like I need to probably do a follow up to it because GDPR was fairly new. But you know, initial things. Especially now, people can go listen to it and like get some takeaways. And I've actually had multiple podcasts on the GDPR to kind of get a lot of people to get like a better grasp on it. And that's what I want. But I am finding a lot more people reaching out to me that are like newer to the field and asking for advice and trying to figure out where they fit within the field or even just get into the field. That's cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you, you have positioned yourself as somebody that knows that has been around. Um, and, and rightly so. Right. You've got that experience. Well, and I, 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 I am a... People in the info right. Well, to me. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Take full credit for it. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but like, it, it's like, and I also very much promote the generalist because I feel like there's too many people saying you have to find like that, that niche and whatever, right? And, and if you find something that you're really interested in that, that like holds your attention the entire time, that's fine. But I think I have just always grown up and it, it, it moves into other things. Um, you know, World of Warcraft is probably the easiest one where I did, you know, a certain thing, but I wanted to play multiple different types of character. I wanted to try out all the classes. So maybe I didn't get deep into the, the different ones, but I enjoyed... Being a woman in the virtual world. 
Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yes, yes. You see if you see Malibu Stacy, that is probably me. So, but yeah, it's it's like but it's just like trying out and like so within I I've realized you know it's the jack of all trades, master of nothing, but I am fine with that cuz you know what? That actually leads to management where there you know I can do different things and you know I I was hired into my current role as just an appsec person so I sat with the developers things like that but it's like I would get random calls from my boss to go hey we got this computer that has some malware on it we need to figure it out it's like okay well I've used redline before in my previous job let's let's go do you know let's go throw redline on it and see what we can you know understand from it I have been pulled into incident response issues because um you know yes well but i have that experience as well like 6 months into being in the security role our website got defaced this was 3 months after the south carolina department of revenue lost all of the data that they had dating back to 1999 this is back in 2012 so 13 years worth of data yeah and so like like so i have all these different experiences and stuff and like I just naturally like okay I like diving in this one. I like a little bit of forensic I like a little bit of appsec appsec is probably one of my the ones that I like dove probably the deepest into but it's also like as I was doing that I also pulled back and was like I kind of like responding to these incidents I kind of like I don't I hate software I four months into a soft job. I was like, I need to find a new job. So I was there for a total of but that experience I appreciated that experience as well because then I I uh I'm able to use that in my current job where we have a sock and we have some more junior people and you know when there's something that pops up or something I need to search I can go in there and and I know how to search for it and not dive down rabbit holes um because I did a lot of that stuff. So yeah, yeah I love that too. Uh, that's where I always recommend like if somebody's trying to figure out you know what to do, how to start, how to break into the field, you know, and they usually always it seems like now, right? They have some lofty goal of like they want to be a pen tester, or they want to do like a thing. Right. It's like, and don't I, I would always try to push them to like go find a small company to to work at and be one of the you know two security people. You, be, and, be, and state or, government's or great for that, by the way. One of the two <laughs> IT people, even right. And right. Then you get all sorts of just experience in. You got to do server hey. admin stuff. You got to right. network. Yes. Yeah. It gives you such a good base to build off of, and then. You know, you start with, at least start with being a generalist, and then specialize afterwards. Because then you at least get a taste of all the things first. You have to figure out what you like, and you can stay a generalist, or or then go figure out one thing to dive into further. At that point, but you have a good good base. <laughs> oh, that's Mog. Yes, that's yep. Mog. That's who? That's Mog. Evil Mog. Okay. Yeah, Evil Mog likes to dress up in interesting clothes. Have you never seen this? Like he does this like every year. Like, I have to do an elevator one year with him, and it was like, what's up, man? Yeah, <laughs> It's Derby. Maybe I'm not hanging out with Derby. Derby people, too. Apparently, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not Derby Thomas. He had an elevator with somebody that's wearing, like, a horse head. Yeah, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Actually, I should show you the picture I got. I just got texted. I don't know. I thought it was a condom at first, but it's. I think that's an actual, I think that's an, which I have seen. Uh, you guys know Snooze? Yeah. I, yeah, one of my introductions to the security was him coming out in a penis costume, so. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I know. Wow. They're ready for the vanilla ice party, so. Dude, that's a great, that's a great tweet. Nice. Did you get a lot of retweets? Um, two. Two likes. Two, two. okay, that's good. 
Thanks, I look... I know! Throwing <laughs> the gang symbols while you're doing that. <laughs> I do like the black and white, though, so that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, and I've told people, too, it's like, they're like, I don't know where I want to go. It's like, we'll go down something and try, you know, and, and try just, so right, fail, like, fail at it. Or realize, you know, I like, like, you go down one path, like, maybe I want to be a, a pen tester. And then you're like, this kind of sucks. I hate report writing, you know. It's yep. like, it's like go do fucking something else then. You don't have to, like, pick a path and stick to it. It's right. like, that, that's how I, I figured out AppSec was something I, that I was interested in. I was reading Troy Hunt's blog, and I was, like, paying attention to every word. And like I was like, okay, I want to get an AppSec. I didn't have any experience in AppSec, but um, most of us never. Uh, no, but seriously, I mean, that, that, I think the just do it mentality just goes a long way. Goes a long way for a lot of people. And one so as a old gray beard, uh, one of the things that I find is that people come to me for advice. You know, oh, whatever they climb up the mountain, then I'm there. And they say, you know, where should I go? What should I do? And I say, here's what you do. Uh, try this, this, and this based upon where you are and what you want to do. Try this, this, and this, and then come back to me. Right. And, and, and I will tell you that 85% of the time, I never hear from them again. 15% of the time, those people are like, hey, I did that, and I did these other things, now what? I'm like, fuck, you're the people I want to invest in. Because yep. Right, yes. I mean, it's my time that I'm giving up. Yeah, yeah, And they're not willing to put in the you know, it's hard for me. Yeah. Like, no, absolutely. And we actually, I had a podcast a long time ago on like how to be a good mentee. Yeah. Because there is like, there are people, and I, I've talked to so many people that have the same problem where it's like, it's like, I want to be mentored. Okay, we'll go do this and this and this. And they never hear from the person or they don't do it. And it's like, or like people ask for book recommendations and then they never go read those books that you recommend. You know, I've, I've, I've done that as well too, right? But it's also like it's so like it's it's upon the person to also like actually get engaged and and hey man like I, I I've tried doing what you said I ran into this and then then you can mentor by going oh yeah no I I did this in the past too here's how you get around that kind of stuff yeah I, it, and I think that well I mean part of it is is with a mentor mentee relationship you need to have that comfort level and some of the people you know I probably wrote wrong. Way wrong. I'm never <laughs> ever coming back here again. And I get that. Um, totally cool. Yeah. The ones that show the effort, I'm absolutely willing to help them along. The take way. the extra time, right? Again, this all goes back to like kind of what we started with, like the recruiters and stuff. It's like you take some extra effort into it. I'm gonna engage with you more. Exactly. Yep. So you want to, and and it's not it's not even like reaching out to people. Like I've never reached out to them. Like we be my mentor, but it's more like like I've gone to I've gone to you with questions. I've gone to jo- I've gone to Josh with questions. I go to Justin with questions about different things. You know that I'm dealing with on a daily day basis. Like it's like I go to like Josh again. I, I claim I got him in the field, but like. I know. I'm, I'm going to keep talking about it. Right, but it's like, but no. But here's my point: is that like you can't speak though. <laughs> you can never speak. Shut up. You shut up. No, but it's like, like I, I remember this year. It was like I was doing some motion stuff, and I was like, hey man, I've tried this, this, and this. What else is there? So that's like Josh got into the field after me. He like I mentored him initially, but then he became kind of more of a mentor for me on stuff. 
I didn't, like he never seeked me out as a mentor. It was like, hey man, I'll you know let's 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 go do this stuff, you know. And so like it, it's great to then it's the roles just kind of flipped, and and I I love that aspect of it because it's well, like anything OSINT, I can go to him. It's just that you are smart enough to recognize that everybody has something to contribute, right? Whether they just learned something, right, or whether they've been in the business for years, you have the ear that that can listen to other people. Many people are like, oh, fuck, yeah, I got you in this business. Yeah, yeah, You got nothing off of me. <laughs> Tim gets a, a lot more credit. We're, we're saying this in jest, but he he got me to DerbyCon, yes, and I had a lot of fun with it. That's just what DerbyCon did. Did he sleep with you, too? Or <laughs> we actually did sleep at that first yes! DerbyCon, yes. Ooh, the no. people that have slept with Josh. <laughs> <laughs> support for I hope Josh's wife is not listening to this. Damn it. <laughs> no, but seriously, he, he got me to DerbyCon. I had fun. Was like, hey man, I'm gonna set up a kind of a side group and, and do some studies on on OSINT. You know, who's interested in that? And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I, OSINT is cool. I, I heard some cool stuff. Can I steal this chair? Yeah, we, uh, take it, please. We spun that up, and we're doing that with our local meetup, and it was awesome. I kept going with it, and you that's uh, basically just kind of like handed over. Right, yeah. So I dropped out of such a way. He's being nice. I dropped out because yeah, I had other shit to do. But well, yeah. well, we had people yeah. from the, the local Columbia meetup that were interested in it too. So we were doing like a hangout. Right. And I just kind of took it over because it was I was having a blast with it. Yeah, he seemed like he was really interested in it. It's like, okay, yeah. That like, kind of thing is what turned into like my blog and then my first talk and all that stuff. So that, whether you did that by design or, or not, was the kind of mentor that I needed. Right. And that executed in a way that I was able to excel and actually like take off. Like you said, now you pay me for stuff because I, I've been doing it ever since. And right. I, you know, uh, I may have a, a slightly different idea, and I've networked with about a bajillion people, like but, everybody at the table. But that goes to what I'm saying is that you, he he might give you that spark, but you're the one yeah, that fucking he's, took off. Yeah, he's doing it. You're the one that put in the oh, You're the one that, that kept going. I was hungry for it, yes, but unless you have a mentor out there to find those hungry people, then they may never get there. So it's there is just him groomed you for I like this. I like this. Yeah, I like where we're going with this. All I heard was, was Tim found me, Tim helped me, Tim, <laughs> Tim made me what I am today. You want another fruity drink? That got sideways quick. Do you all know how to make a mint julep? I'll take one of those, my friend. A really amazing look. Or a vodka red bull, whichever one. I'm gonna go with vodka red bull. Vodka red bull, nice. Because I can't come back to Kelly and see him. If I tell Kelly to make him in Joel, he will cry. I'm gonna mojito. Does that like break his will totally? Mojito. Where's these drops? I really want some water. <laughs> Thank you, Lauren. Thank you. You're amazing. Is that a drink too? Like a bad hangover in the morning? Is that like a drink in the name of a drink? Probably. Yeah. No, but see that you are the ideal mentee. Yes. And yeah. He took initiative. Mentee. Right. Well, he took you and said, "I'm going to provide you opportunity," and you said, "I need opportunity. Just give me what you can, and boom, I'm, I'm off and running." Well, those are the ones that like you'll come back to more too, right? Like I've done that a couple of times just even accidentally where somebody asks for something 
and like I almost feel bad. I'm like I don't have time. Like here's a couple of uh, things that you, you know, like I don't have time to teach you the whole thing. Here's a couple of pointers. Like try some of this stuff. Like I feel bad. I'm sorry. And they go run off. But then they go run off and like go nuts with it, right? They do everything that I said. They find some more things. Then they come back and they're like, hey, hey, I tried all this. Here's all the stuff I found. And I'm like, oh. I'm absolutely giving you way more time anytime you ask me something in the future as opposed to the other people who are like, they want to know the full thing, you, you spend all the effort, and then they don't ever... You're okay investing in them because you know that they, thank you. Right. You know that they've invested in, that, that, that they're, they're going to be worth it. I mean, right, your time won't be wasted at that point. Exactly. And I know it, it sounds sucky to say, but I, I will absolutely give more of myself and basically, we're sacrificing our... This sounds crappy, but we're sacrificing our family time for these random people. Right. I had some dude hit me up on Twitter. He's like, hey, I watched your imposter syndrome talk. It really hit me. Um, I'm giving my first talk at B-Sides Leeds in, in the UK. Could you look at my slides? I'm like, dude, I will not only look at your slides, but if you want to, we'll Skype, and I will I will help you develop that presentation. And he's like, okay, this freaks me out, but let's go ahead and do this. And we met once, and he, and he took my suggestions, and then we did it again and again. And he gave the he gave a great talk. He was so happy, but because he was he was given to, I was willing to sacrifice time with my family, right. and my work. Yeah. Right, yeah, and that's for the betterment of the industry too, as well. Well, I mean, it's for the betterment of the industry, but it's also I mean, it's also our names. I mean, let's let's face it. it I, I don't do it all for my name brand and all, but. But you know, I, I like helping people. Right. I mean, I just like, I like being known for, hey, you know, that guy really helped me. Um, so yeah, I continue to help people because I, I want to be known for that. Right. Um, and yeah, it ultimately does pay off in the future as far as resources that you can count on. Right. Or stuff that, you know, you need help with. And just expanding your network of influence. Yeah. Your of yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because now Josh is in this, this big corporate <laughs> and, and, right. and, and I don't have that experience. Now I can call him and go, there was a time when I didn't have a favor for you. No. The family now, Josh, That's a really good impression, too. I like that. That's like a godfather impression. You need to talk about that for the rest of the podcast, too, by the way. In other words, while he drinks his mint julep. <laughs> you know it's a Red Bull vodka. I think. Why does it have a, a, a umbrella in it? <laughs> like his new nickname is the Godfather from here on forward. With yeah. Yeah. Joshua. I mean, someone's got a horse head, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you get the look too for it. As well. yeah. He's got the Red Bull, so he's really like, he's really, he's really. <laughs> Say Red Bull gives me wings. <laughs> this podcast is not sponsored by Red Bull, by the way. It is by the Hyatt, because we're at the Hyatt. Sponsored by the Monsters. Team Monsters number 314. Oh, Oh, jeez. So we heard about how Josh got in OSINT, right? 
which I, I hadn't heard that story before. I didn't realize like like that hangout thing was something that really like triggered his OSIN. Like I felt like that was just he was going down the SE route. Yes, that oh. too. Yeah, um, but like triggered his his path into kind of you know doing more OSINT type stuff, and he, like he was doing forensics and all this other stuff. So it's 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 good to hear that stuff. And you know if you can find a local user group, that's great. But how did you guys get into OSINT? Uh, They're just pointing at each other, by the way. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're not re- recording, are you? Yeah, I'm recording. Are you serious? Yeah. Holy oh, shit, I thought that meant it was like formatting. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's been formatted oh, for like the last man. 20 minutes. <laughs> I got him finally because I, I can't get him. He's like, are you recording it? No. <laughs> Nordine's going first. All right, fine. Um, how did I get into OSINT? So I think mostly it came from uh, working with a couple of, working for kind of a couple of different companies doing threat intelligence and like vulnerability exploit type stuff and, and doing some hunting there. Uh, and then kind of pivoted from that to then looking at some of the, the actual attackers doing doing the bad things and trying to, you know, learn more about them and, and get in deeper with, uh, you know, some of that crowd, right? Go lurk in some of the underground forums and, you know, where they're hanging out, where they're talking about the, the fancy new stuff. Um, and it kind of really just spun off from there, um, right. which made for some, some very interesting, uh, interesting investigations. Yeah. So... Uh, it was, if I'm hearing you correctly, it was, it was interest and wireism of watching them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then professional OSINT, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. That's accurate in so many ways. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so, uh, mine's really simple. It's a uh, uh, pen test. And in, uh, when I was doing pen tests, like general pen tests, I would do network pen tests, and I would always gravitate towards the web app. So I was like, hey, let me do more of this web app, and I kind of became a web app specialist. Right. And then from web apps, I was like, you know, I really enjoyed the the, the recon part of it. The, yeah. The OSIN, let me find out about the system. And, and if you're doing that, just, you know, doing the Googling stuff, um, and just the simple things, I was able to find so much to get my assessment farther. I, I just found it fascinating. And honestly, I've been one of those people that has always been interested in, you know, I mean, let's face it, as a penetration duster, um, finding, you, you get to be in places where you should not be. You get to see things in databases that you shouldn't, you get to crack people's passwords and see things that you shouldn't see in those passwords. Um, and, and so the, the natural, the tendency for me was, well, you know, let, me, let me see what I can find out about this person that's doing these things, that's developing this app or, or or, or I'm targeting for some spear phishing campaign. I really found that extremely interesting, especially in the United States where we publish so much stuff. Um, so you know, I just kind of went at it that way. That's a, that's a fun part of it too. I, I probably had a lot of influence too in, in before I even realized it, right? I think that the threat yeah. to gig is kind of what solidified it for me, but you know, kind of what Mike was bringing up too. Like I remember one of my really early engagements or early on in my career, just doing like DNS recon on the outside of a company, and I found like passwords dot publicly, you know, on the external side. And I was like, oh, like this just it made my whole finding. It, right. made, it was the you know best part of the report. You know, just little stuff like that, right? When you when you find that that cool little thing that you know makes the makes that report shine, like that that's definitely the, the exciting well, I part. Think, I think for me it was that exact thing. It was uh, I was doing a web pen test, and like part of our process said, 
you know, thou shalt go and Google if thy, thy, thy name of the system. And the system was, was internet-facing, and it was in a very unique name, so it was pretty easy. And I typed it into Google or DuckDuckGo or something, and, and it pops up with a bunch of results. And one of them was a PDF. I'm like, all right, so I'm clicking on shit, and I click on the PDF, and, and it's a how-to. It's like, hey, you know, um, so welcome to the documentation for insert web app name here. And, and it goes through, and like, the fifth line down there is, is uh, hey, if you're interested in logging into the app, try, a, try your username and password. Something like this username and this password. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to try that username and password. And sure enough, it was an Active Directory account that was in this Google Doc that was in a help document, and it got me right into the application just by Googling it. I was like, the power of, 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 of being able to find this stuff that's already out there is incredible. And I mean, and that was just the, the surface, surface level. Once you start getting into social media, yeah. once you start getting to these other areas of person, I mean, it's, it's, it's both amazing and thrilling and terrifying. It's out yeah. There. Yeah, especially if you find some list like like you said, passwords. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute, this should not be here. Like, and that's I was thinking about that too. It's like I, I was trying to think about how I got into this because I don't I don't do it as my full time job, but it's just like even just back to the basics of trying to solve a problem. You're learning how to use Google, like to go do that, and like how to. Once I found out about Eric, like the the quotes, the double quotes that make it more explicit, and you can pare down your your search results even yep. more. It's like that helped with solving problems, but also that applied to when I needed more information about a particular you know person or thing or company or you know, and and so I've kind of like. It's been the, the, the go find this person. It's been the go look at this company. It's been like, and that, that's just within the corporate setting of, of trying to um, find out more information about whatever objective it is. And that's, right. that's ultimately like what OSIN is, right? Well, that's kind of like just any of us working in security or IT in general, right? So we don't know what the hell we're doing on any given <laughs> yeah, day. Yep. Yeah. We have no idea what we're doing. Who can Google the best to find the answer? <laughs> the yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. I can code. It's, it's fun to hear you guys kind of bounce around inside like, you know, your field and how it led you to OSINT. Right. Because that's, that's essentially like, you know, I, you know, whatever, we talk about how I got in. But once I got to where I was practicing it all the time, I, I then kind of stepped back and like looked at you know what is OSINT doing and realized that you can kind of apply it to everything at that point, right? Yeah, right. So you know I I ran into instances with like digital forensics cases where the evidence wasn't really in the device, but the artifacts in the device are things that are online also. So I would go and, and actually do like the OSINT and find other pivots and connections that weren't in the, the actual digital forensics, take note of that, but then the forensic side of that makes you have validation you know, mm -hmm. with your chain of custody of that device. I went back and looked again with that context and I was like, oh, it is in there and this is where it was connected. I missed it because of this, but the OSINT like shined the light on it. So, you know, it worked in forensics and then you kind of realize that all those Same OSINT techniques 
practice and, and really help anyone. It's, yeah. it's awesome. I've used it for security awareness training, right? And like even just freaking out people. And, and like there, this was a, so like one of the devs, I, I, I sit with the devs and they're like, they were like, I have two middle names and, and I don't remember the, how the conversation got apart, but it was like, I, I have two middle names and I'm not telling you it. And I was like, oh really? Challenge accepted. Within five minutes, I not only had his two middle names, but all three names of his sisters. So like he walked away for something, came back and I was like, Oh, so how is da 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 doing? And here's your two middle names, and it freaked them out, right? But that that was also like that was a little bit of fun, but it was also to show them it's like, like like searching that kind of stuff is powerful, and that stuff is like out there, and it's also it gets their attention. Like when you start showing them some of the stuff online that's available, like they start perking up, you know. Oh, yeah. I've had done I've done lunch and learns specifically on OSINT. I was like, okay, step one of how to be a hacker, OSINT. Yeah, it's like, it's like, let's go, let's go to the company website. What can you pull here? All right, let's pivot off of this to see what is this person really interested in? And then, okay, how would you now craft a phishing email to do all that? So I've used it for like security, cause, and that's like what you were saying with like penetration stuff and trying to go after a target. It's like, that's what they do and that's what the attackers do. Like the information's out there. Yeah, so, so it's kind of interesting, uh, I, I go to, and, all right, I'll, I'll call it out, I go to a physical therapy place for my, for my foot, and it's kind of interesting, because one of the people in the physical therapy place I go, it, he gives his name as just a single letter, like, I'm K, and, and I said, well, what's Is it your, men in black, or? What's your name? I said, what's your name? <laughs> I don't tell people what my real name is until you graduate and you actually leave here, I'm like, well, that sounds like a capture the flag if I've ever heard of that. <laughs> like, challenge accepting is like, I bet you can't find anything about me. And you know, I'm sitting there and, and the, the physical therapist is like working on my foot. And you know, in, in like 20 clicks or 15 clicks, I've got his name, his brother's name, his father's name. <laughs> <laughs> How do you do that? I'm like, well, it's out there. People don't realize it. And it's kind of like revealing the matrix to people. You know, it's, it's, it's showing them what's out there. Uh, but I also talked to another person at the same practice, and I'm like, she's like, yeah, I heard how you did this to so-and-so. I was like, yeah, you know, whatever, it's what I do. And she said, well, I bet you couldn't do that for me. The guard game. And she said, well, you have to figure out which one of my three Facebook accounts you, you do, you, you want to find, because I have one for work, I have one for personal, and then I have my secret one. I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, well, what I do is I segment my life and I have this and that and that and this person can't be on that wow. And then I use this, I'm like, dude, you are like my hero. And yeah. <laughs> it hurts when you do that on my foot. But, okay, but yeah, tell me more about it. And she had an amazing offset and she, she just, for some reason, she just got it. She compartmentalized her life right. um, and it, it was amazing. So I think there are people out there that kind of get this. Right. But a lot of people are those normals that are just, they're, they're leaving Facebook at and really cares about right. Yeah, now that you mentioned that, when I talk to, like, and that's one of the things I like to do with the devs was like, how serious do you, like, what do you think about security? And and this was after a point where I've gained some, uh, you know, some um, rapport with them and, you know, so they can be a little more honest with me, right? And some people are like, like and I could tell too, but based on like how people worked, it was like, I, I take it seriously, I'm really into it. 
uh, I don't really care, but management says I have to do it, so we're gonna do it. And then the people it's just like, I don't, I don't think it helps, but I'm gonna do it because management says. And that, that's what this guy was, was he was like, I don't think security helps us at all. And so like, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he had to do it, like, and that's a differentiator, dif- differentiator between, you're laughing, stop. <laughs> between like, 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 yeah, between like, like, uh, people that take security seriously and people don't is like management that kind of like sets a tone there. Right. But it's like, what are you doing? Taking a hot picture. Okay, cool. Just take a picture. Cool. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna go back to my Twitter and just be like, fuck. Yeah, no, no, I'm done. I am good, yes. Sorry, it's over now. Like, I've lost the momentum on it. Sorry, dude. I don't know. You had this great, like, rant about how, you know, people were basically AI wasn't listening. Yeah, see, he wasn't even listening. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. It was great. But no, to your point, it's like some people take it seriously and other people just don't really care or don't think it's like a benefit. So. Yeah, I mean, I can't tell you the number of times, and you probably all heard, heard this too. It's like, well, you know, I don't really have anything that people would. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I was like, really? You know, Facebook is collecting all of your stuff, uh-huh. and That's social what? media platforms are connecting all your stuff. And Gmail and Google, and they know where you are and what you're doing. And I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but these corporations that we give our information to, they, they own our lives, and they know more about us than we do. Um, and one of the things that I've started to get into uh, from an OSA perspective is advertising and marketing. Yep. Because those people not only have the data, but they use the data to influence opinions and influence things. And as OSAers, you know, we're looking to find the data. Marketers and advertisers, they have the data. They know all about Tim the Block. They know right. your socioeconomic status. They know where you shop, what you buy, how often you buy it. Um, and what you're doing in your free time, where you do it, who you're doing it with, and they're using it to change your behavior to get you to buy this product or use that service. Perfect example. We were talking about the office, and then what happened on your phone? Yeah. An off, like some product popped up with like an office yeah. actor on it. Yeah. Like, and that's that's like that is totally tinfoil hat. Yeah. But we've heard about like phones being constantly on to listen to your conversations. I can't tell you how many times I've had like a conversation with somebody, yep. did not tweet about it, but then I suddenly have a promotion about it. Yep. So well, marketing analytics is definitely that dangerous, super dangerous field. But they're, they're worse than that. Like, people talk about the NSA, but like marketing is probably where they're doing cutting edge things. Oh, yeah. It is. With it, yeah, yeah. It is. I, I can't recall the, the third party guy that's in between Shazam and the marketers, but when you install the Shazam app on your phone, you've given the permission you know, for your mic to listen to things. There's a company out there that interfaces with Shazam and with all these other huge companies like right. Experian, and there's YouTube videos like with Experian. the CEO basically saying, uh, we've got our, our app on X million devices, and I can provide analytics to companies like Verizon and such, and, and let them know how many times when you were watching Hulu at home, yes. they saw the ad that they paid for and they wanted you to see nine times. And then I can tell them if they went to your Verizon store, how did that happen? Right. Right. And, and that type of stuff, uh, uh, we do hear on the news that there's inaudible sound, uh, inaudible human ear sounds, the things that 
that our phones can hear and interpret and the microphones are on. I mean, I, I just had somebody today that, that was like, hey, you know, back to the, the add-ons for our browsers. Like, hey, I don't want to install that ad block because there's value there. But it says it's going to be able to read and alter everything that I do. And you think about all the apps that you have on your phone that say, I just need microphone, uh, I just need to record things and, and access your camera stuff. And you're like, well, okay, but, you know, I might need to do some voice stuff because while I'm driving, I get that. But when that microphone turns on, how long and what they're getting right. is things that we don't get. And so I, I feel like, you know, I have this device with me, this smartphone with me all the time, and I don't even know what the hell it's doing many times. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's working against me. Well, even even outside of like our devices, is like you you dig into some politics stuff, and it's not the most likable person anymore. It's the it's the party that has the best data analytics yep. that is getting their candidate hired. It's just influence. because you're right, and, and you see people now like the, the these people that go out and talk to people at the doorstep. Now they know who is into politics and who is not. I've never been visited by these people, but it's like. They have not only your profile, but they know the trigger words to like talk to you. It's like, okay, right. use this with them. And it's on their iPad that they're carrying with them to try and sway you to their side of the political party. So they're using data analytics to do this kind of stuff. And it's just, it's it's mind-blowing. And it's, so then at that point, it, it is almost like using OSINT and other stuff to social engineer you into voting for a particular party. Yeah. I was gonna say, like, it, it reminds me a lot of, you know, the, from the marketing analytics standpoint, the, the story's older now, but uh, I've actually, like a lot of people I don't think have, have heard of it, um, but talking about, uh, it was a Target, and I, I think it was like in like Minnesota or something, but uh, some dad went in and, and went into the Target and just like found the manager and cussed him out and was super pissed off because his like 16 year old daughter suddenly got yeah. marketing. No, he got home. marketing, yeah, he got the, he got it. He got it, he got it. yeah, it was yeah. just filled for, for like, baby and pregnancy yeah. and just you know all the stuff that they should buy and he was super angry right because you know obviously he didn't he didn't think there was anything going why on am i getting these coupons for this baby yeah. the baby diapers and it ended up being that she, because Wait, she bought the the oh okay sorry yeah, all right no that was but i mean that's right that's exactly it right he ended up having to, to go in and, and apologize later because he did find out that that his daughter was pregnant and he had no idea, but you know the marketing and analytics that was being done already knew just from like they, yeah. the differences in things they were buying, right? right they yeah. went from like buying like scented lotion to unscented lotion, just subtle differences, and being able to do that analytics. And they were like, oh yeah, we, we know someone in this household is pregnant. <laughs> you know, so it's it's crazy the amount of of, in, of you know things they can find out just from correlations yeah, between from the what your what your your buying habits and what you're doing. Yeah. So. I, and like, I feel like some of that could be used for good. It's like, if you can be a change in, in, in buying things that can, you know, so you can do some correlation on, if you're getting more depressed, you're going and buying these certain things. Maybe you're hitting up the alcohol more in Target, right? So I feel like that that could be useful, but they're not gonna do that because it's, it's not necessarily gonna make them money, right? It's not gonna be like, here's a coupon for a hotline to call we know you're struggling <laughs> yeah. with, with life. It's going to be like, okay, you keep buying more alcohol. Here's that's more alcohol the, coupons, that's right? Laughing. We're laughing, but it's not. I mean, they could actually see that. Right, it could be good. Get that person on right. board. Well, well, yeah. Their family, right? right? Right, and while we're freaking out about like this technology doing this kind of thing, it can be used for good, but it's not going to be because it's not going to yeah. make people money. So. All right, all right. But let's take another approach here. You all would be in favor of, of, of some third-party application that you install 
install it to do something else. To do that monitoring on your phone in case you get uh, depressed or something like that. Or, or somebody looking at your loyalty card for your behaviors and then making some decisions on that because I think the EFF did a, a wonderful thing on on that net, not net neutrality, but it was on something. It was like, hey, listen, um, yeah, the thing was, it was like with net neutrality, your your ISP will know that you uh, looked up uh, how to kill myself, but they won't know what you actually saw because of HTTPS. They will know that at the next time, at, at, at five minutes later, you called a suicide hotline prevention thing, but they won't know what you talked about. And then 15 minutes later, they'll know that you. You know, we're at a, 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 a certain place, like a, a pharmacy, but they don't know what medicine you've got. And between you add all that stuff together, you know, that's pretty compelling that somebody is, is taking a turn for the worse. But do you want some third-party site that has no business knowing that stuff and aggregating that data? Actually calling the police or calling your loved one and go, hey, Josh, you know, you might want to know that your wife has been doing these things. And what is the privacy implications of that? You know, right. Over in GDPR land, that would be crazy. You would never ever see that. Yeah. Over here in America, it's a different story, right? right. That, that's absolutely something that can happen. How but it's, it, but it's how already influence insurance companies and... Right. Did you hear about the insurance? I forget which one now is, is uh, it's gone to the Fitbits. Yep. They're like, hey, we're all of our new policy owners we need to have Fitbits and we need to know how active you are. Like, well, are you going to pay for it? That'd be my first question. I don't even know. If you want me to wear Fitbit. Even if they do pay for it, I'm freaking wearing a Fitbit so somebody can track whether I'm sitting on my ass or not. I'll get an auto insurance discount by plugging this. Yes. Everybody is being metrics driven based upon my behavior. Right, but that's that's also that's something that's out of the bat. Like Pandora's box has already been up on. That's not being closed. You're not shoving all that stuff back in. But I think some of the you choices can, that we yes. have are, are not just is it the cheapest rate or is it not. I mean, I could say 15% on insurance by switching to Geico, but if Geico is going to require me to plug this thing into my my uh, computer into the car and monitor how fast I accelerate or how hard I brake, maybe I don't want that insurance, right. even but, though it's cheaper. Right. And tell me if this needs to be cut out of the podcast. But that's already happening with things like Untapped. Tell me more about this. Yes, where where you wrote yeah. a script, you wrote a script. Yeah. Where you like because because Untapped's API is what, and I tell those people constantly because I don't I don't check an Untapped, but like all my neighbors do, right? And so it's like it's like I've I, I've told them that like, and I've blown a couple of people's minds even here talking about it and the fact that. You can go scrape the API. You can see. It's not an API. It's just a website. Yeah. Okay. The website. Yeah. <laughs> it's even worse. Sorry. Then I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was more best. Said it. But you go scrape the website for username. You know when people checked in, but you also have it down to like time of day, like yeah. the hour of the day when they checked in, where they're checking it in from, and you've gotten use cases where an insurance company has gone. This is a great tool, and you think, and like the minute people are going, why are insurance? Oh, because. If you've gotten into a car accident, they can go scrape that information. If you checked in a bunch of beers at un, you know at this location where you're drinking beers, yep. you're in some big shit with the with the oh, insurance company. Could be, and that that's the other thing is, and one of the things I try to get across in, in my classes that just because this is happening doesn't mean that it's caused by that, or that right. it means that it has any relationship. I can check in beers all day; it doesn't mean I actually consume any right. of that, that stuff. So. We always have to, when we're doing OSINT analysis, that's the, is it true, is it real, could there be other explanations right. for it? 
But that's still a data point for an insurance company. That like like who's gonna just be checking in beers randomly throughout the day? Most of the time, you're I would say ninety percent of the time you're honest on Untapped. If you're actually checking in stuff on a regular basis, you could be drinking a flight somewhere and you take a sip. Right, but there is a distinguish between that and like a full beer too. You can say just taste it on on Untapped, and most people I would argue are pretty honest. Especially if they're and they're, they're an uh, advocate user of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. It brings back over to real world there. If you have. What's happening in real world, dude? Come on. Yeah, man. We're we're in the cyber. Checking this in right now. You have to validate the fact that somebody has drank fifty beers in the last. We did pull up somebody that was like it was like twenty four beers in like one day, and how, like how, twenty of them were like in the first two hours. It was how, like Jesus. How can you do that? You could hire a PI. Right. To go to their house and actually collect their trash. Oh, yeah. And count the bottles and document that. And oh, really? Report. Really? Yes. Dumpster diving is a thing. And but they would have to turn that over, though, too, right? Or you I said... Mean, yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking about a scenario where like it'd have to be on a target, right? Right, well, that would be on, like, this sidewalk. You can't just walk into somebody's garage and start going through the trash, can um, you? Private properties, like apartments, where that's a... Uh, yeah, yeah. There, there's issues with some of the laws, and this is not legal advice. At all. <laughs> we are not lawyers. Yeah, there, there's gray areas. Typically, a, a trash count on the curb is free game. Yeah, because the curb. Is yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. The county's property. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. If you needed to actually real world validate that you that you are drinking that heavily, a PI would be able to go and actually collect that physical evidence and. Yeah, I think you move back to the ocean world, and uh, I mean, we, we spoke about it earlier. Right? Like, we, we're going in these like circles and circles and circles. Oh, so it, this is what it is. That <laughs> it, it, it's really something that I've done from my pen test days is that ocean is just ocean until you show people why the hell they should care about it. Right. You know, if you can't show impact for why I should care, why I uh, why I shouldn't be uh, mapping my run or mapping my walk or you know using Strava, if you can't show me why it matters. Then it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're just super creepy. creepy. <laughs> <laughs> the restraining order is going to take effect. But, uh, but I mean, seriously, that's that's what we do. I mean, to your point, it's like, hey, I can show you in Strava how, and I actually did this in, in a in a live at night talk at, at Sands uh, at a Sands event in Las Vegas. No, in in Baltimore, I had somebody in there. I was like, hey, does anybody use Untapped? This guy's thing in the front row is like. Yeah, I do. I was like, cool, what's your username? He's like, here it is. I'm like, can I use that? He goes, yeah. I was like, cool. Let's go. So I ran this profile live in front of the entire like room of like 70, 80 people. And I said, sir, when do you think you drink most? He said, well, at night. I was like, what time? He's like, seven, eight, nine, six, five, whatever. He goes, like, nine o'clock at night. I said, well, let's see what the data says. And just running that simple script that scrapes the, the public information, I was able to find out he actually drinks more at six o'clock, or he reports his beers more at six o'clock, probably means he drinks more at 5.30, 5 <laughs> but, but I mean, this, this was something we were able to do, and, and what I actually started doing is taking that extra information on those, on those profiles and getting even more in depth. Because with untapped, it not only, like you mentioned earlier, it not only shows you um, what time and what date they actually drink their beers, but also shows you with whom and where. Yeah. Yep. And so my next step, and actually I'm going to do this with John Turbush in a, in a webcast in, I think, a week for Sam's, 
is I've taken that data of where and I've started plotting it on a map and doing a heat map of it. So not only do I know when you drink, but based upon your, your check-ins, I, I create a heat map on Google Map, an interactive map, and it shows you've got 600 check-ins here and 30 over here and 50 over here. Yeah. You probably live or work in this yep. area. Yeah. yeah. And that aggregation of data, that analysis, that's stuff that people don't think about. Yep. They think, well, I don't care if you know that I had a beer last night. Yeah, it's not that beer that you should be worried about. It's the 600 beers that you have. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. All right, so I think I think we're gonna have to wrap up here because we're at like I'm 46, 46 ish, you know, but we've probably been at this for about two hours anyway, so um, it's longer. I know, I screwed up, I'm sorry. This, <laughs> this might be your first podcast. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, yeah. This is my first uh, podcast I've done multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that before too, like, and I had like a new recording device, like I new recording setup, and so I've used the Zoom now more at home as well. And if I don't pull it off, I saw like I, I like so, me and Justin Sites had really great conversations, but I forgot to rip it off oh. an hour ahead of time, and like so I had to like hurry him up, which I felt bad about. We had we I mean I still had like 40, 50 minutes. I was like we should be good, right? But like talking to Justin, it's he's such a great engaging guy. We actually found out that he lives in Canada, right outside of like where I was born. So you know, it's like there's that connection there and things like that. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's it's yeah, it just it happens sometimes. It's, I'm still getting used to it. I don't know. I'm a noob at this point, right? Yeah. There's that imposter syndrome for podcasting, right? I'm well, I'm, I'm the noob of podcasting. But. That's all right. Well, thank you for having me on, Justin, yeah. uh, oh. Justin, Justin, Tim, Tim, <laughs> Bob, Bob Steve, Joe. Yes. Yeah. Mr. Nordy. So that's Micah, Josh. Why don't you go ahead and sign off? Uh, if, if I had a problem, you know, I'll solve it. Oh. <laughs> 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 that's coming up here soon. Yeah. Shit, man. That's right. Yeah. He does the home improvement show, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Justin. Yeah, thanks for having us on, man. It was fun. Yeah, man. I appreciate you guys sticking around, especially for my, my snafu. So, thanks. All your podcasts are locked up.